0: Our scriptures today invite us to ponder some very important questions about prayer in our lives. Does prayer really work? Does God hear our prayers? Our first reading is very intriguing. The Israelites were being attacked by Amalek, and Moses tells Joshua to pick out some good fighters and to send them into battle. For his part, Moses will be watching from above, and he has long kept his arms raised up with his powerful staff. And as long as he does this, Israel will have the edge in this battle. But if he grows weary and lets his arms down, the enemy begins to win the battle. You know, it kind of sounds like if, you know, if if I do this, then God will do that. You know, like if I bury a statue of St. Joseph in front of my house, then well, maybe God will sell my house. Or if I say this, novena for so long, then I'll get this favor, sort of like tit for tat, magic. It doesn't get much better in the gospel. Jesus' story about the widow and the self-centered judge appears to teach us that if at first your request isn't answered, then you should badger heaven relentlessly till God answers. But there's a trap here, and that is to take the parable and such stories literally. Remember, we have a parable and not an allegory. It's not about wearing God down like you kind of see water beating down a stone and eventually wearing it out. And we have to be weary about maybe thinking, well, God is a judge or, you know, as I said, that would be an allegorical way of seeing the parable. Jesus has spoken many, many times about about prayer. Other places he said, do not drone on like the pagans. Or he also said, in terms of his own prayer, when he was in the garden at Gethsemane, "Not my will, but Thy will, be done." So parables are always meant to stir up our imaginations. There's nothing magic about prayer, but prayer is also too enters us into the mystery of God and the mystery of God's ways. I've oftentimes said that it's important to see our gospel passages in terms of the bigger picture of where they are in the gospel. We were listening to the gospel of, of Luke all of this year. Friday we celebrated the Feast of St. Luke, October the 18th. And over and over in the gospel of St. Luke, we hear about the poor. Remember Jesus? The story of Jesus' birth is in the gospel of St. Luke. He's born the king of kings, born very poor in a humble stable. Gospel, we hear a lot about Luke. We hear a lot about women. We hear about prayer too, Jesus oftentimes going off to pray. In Jesus' time, widows were very, very vulnerable. And um, in Luke, we often hear references to widows and orphans. A widow would be dependent upon her son if her husband died. There was nothing in the social network to take care of her. And she'd be in serious trouble if there were no, no family to take care of her. But in such a case, a widow would have recourse to a judge who was supposed to protect the rights of widows. But the judge to whom we hear in the parable today has no regard for her plight and neither feared God nor respected any human beings what chance would she have against such a person cards were stacked against her but she's no ordinary widow she confronts the judge She's the only thing that she has on her side which is her voice and her persistence what she wants is justice from a judge who's not at all interested in giving it to her. This widow, her plight, calls to mind all those who are deprived of justice. As I said, Luke is very much concerned about these people in his gospel. So he reminds us in our own time about all the people in the world who are deprived of justice. The poor the unemployed, the minorities, the homeless, the infirmed, this is so long, the aged, the immigrants. We can hear the widow's voice and all of these people who are crying out today. They're looking for justice. They're crying for it. And Jesus paints this picture of this despicable judge who eventually gives in to the persistent demands of this widow. And what he is saying is that if this kind of person eventually responds, how much more? How much more will God? Because God has not turned against us. Now here's our plight. We pray for things all the time, all of us, for things to be right. But we look around and how often things don't seem to improve. And sometimes and oftentimes they seem to get worse. And just doesn't that make you want to despair and give up and say, well, what's the use? Our efforts seem so puny. And we want to quit our efforts because there are powerful forces that seem to be working against us. The numbers of those who are called nuns continues to grow in our society. Who are nuns? That's the term that is used for those who have no religious affiliation or belief in God. Just 25 years ago, that percent in our culture and population was 5%. Today it's 25%. Estimated to be in 25 years, 50%. So the last line of our gospel that we had today, very prophetic, what did Jesus say in the last line of the gospel? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I like the image of prayer. In the first reading today. Moses is an exemplary model of faith during hard times that we find ourselves in today. Yes, he grew tired. So we can identify with that fatigue. We all need help in our own struggles, whatever they might be, in our lives. But look around you here in our celebration of the Eucharist today. We see the elderly and the infirmed who have made great efforts to just get here this morning, who we have to even walk to you, and we're happy to walk to you to bring the Eucharist to you in a few moments but you're here praying with us you're a great example to us all we see parents who have brought their infant children and young children who are here praying with us and staying faithful we see some who are here week in and week out all the time You're always in the same pews, okay? All the time. We may not know your names, okay? But we look, and there you are all the time. Even if I'm not here every week, you're here every week, okay? We know that. We know that. We may not think of ourselves as models of faith, but we are. Who knows what struggling soul might be inspired when they see us here, because we're holding them up, helping them in their struggles, giving them hope at this time in the struggles of their lives.